question, but why don't you just jump in and share with us, you know, this overarching picture yeah. of how should men think about managing rest? Yeah, so we, we took kind of your direction and we said that there's, there's really a relationship between rest and recreation. Um, the overarching idea is that um, we as men are designed by God as creatures with limits. And so when we operate outside of that, that's where this can get really, um, um, not, not just um, where we get off kilter, but we're actually not living out in the way God designed us to be. And so with our limits, we think about limits uh, mainly in terms of time. It's going to one of four main categories, either work, rest, recreation, or escape. Everything really falls into one of those four categories. Can you and, say those um, again? Work, rest, recreation, or escape. Yeah. And that is originally fleshed out in the um, theology, of, or not theology of work, the, uh, the work. Man and his work. Man and his work. There it is. So we took, we took that, and then we said, um, with that idea in mind, we as men are going to pervert that either by exigence, which is overwork under rest. Jim Taylor makes that case or indolence, which is underworking and overresting, one of those two ways. And so that's kind of the baseline for how we then start to flesh that out on how do we rest well, where I'm thinking about uh, the Sabbath idea. Robert thinks about recreation well, and he fleshes that out. And then Sean is thinking through how do we actually fight the temptation to escape? We're going to escape one of, one of those two ways. So what are, what are ways that we can fight that? So that, that's kind of the how we laid it all out. Any questions about that just overall big picture before we go in, in any further? No, I think that, that gives us four lanes to, you know, to work through. Yeah. Yeah, and I think it also, when you, I think we should just do this too on the episode. Like you should just share the big picture, talk about re reference a man and his work yeah. and, um, and talk about that overwork, those ideas, and then maybe what you could do daniel is are you taking the first lane yep are you guys going to reference these as lanes i know that we did that in i don't know did y'all listen to the last episode we did with doug i did yep and did you guys listen to the one we did with micah and brandon yes so <clears throat> all right you don't i mean you don't have to use lanes but we did use lanes in that episode so you know i don't know if you want to reference and say like hey, these might be considered categories. We know that you talked about lanes. If you have the ability to reference anything from previous episodes, then as a listener, that just makes me think I could go listen to that and get more. I could maybe learn more, you know? I could have more conversation with somebody. So yeah, I like that idea. So then are you, Daniel, are you thinking about, hey, and let me just jump into the first category, whatever you want to call it, and then you yep. would kind of dialogue around that? Yes, yes. Okay. Yeah, I like that. Um, I don't think I have any questions other than I, I think my question would be like, okay, well, what does that mean? And then you guys end up breaking it up into four pieces and start talking about it. So I don't think I need to ask a question, Brad. Do you feel like you need to ask a question at that point? No, but I, I will tell you, and this is just random. I wrote down as, as Daniel was saying all that um, because of a conversation this past weekend, how much we can confuse um recreation and escape 
where some guys are so nervous about the escape idea that they they confuse that with well we can't really have any recreation me personally my wife and i family we've always got to be working always got to be grinding it yeah, it's and, not worth it it's not even worth the risk right and then there's people who are calling their escape recreation mm. and and confusing that i don't know where we fit that in i just as we were as i was as you were speaking i was writing down some initial notes i remember that from this weekend talking with a guy part of that brad is what as part of my my i guess lane we're gonna go that route um yeah also sean's a little bit too um yeah, so I think I think it'll get fleshed out. A lot of mine, I'm referencing um, again, a man in his work, um, and where where it gets it kind of gives some clarity on it. But okay, right. We'll see once we talk through it all if if that helps. But. Yep. Yeah, I think another thing too, as you guys do this, imagine this is done and it's over, and men are going through a man in his work, and this could be like a final thing at the end of the last session that a facilitator could say. Hey, you know what you should do too? Just, you should listen to this episode, you know, just to kind of, you know, we think about when we're in foundations and we're pointing people to staff to get involved. I mean, just like this could be another way to plug people into this resource, you know, because it just matches. So I don't know, just a thought I was thinking out loud. So yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Danny, so, jump in. So, you know, my segue from that big picture is the way that I most often pervert how I was designed is by overworking. I love to work. I get a lot out of work. I find too much of my identity in it. And I would definitely tend to go that direction. And so a big part of what I've been wrestling through um, over the past, it's been about eight months now, is how do I um, build in a system of rest into my life so that I don't have a moral failure, yeah. so that I don't ruin my family, my marriage, or something along those lines. Because before this summer, that was the direction that I was headed because I was obsessed about what I needed to do and how I needed to do it. And, um, and with that idea, I was operating under the impression that I did not have limits and I could work hard enough to get things done without really relying on God, which is really what the Sabbath is designed for us to do. To, okay, I actually need God. I got to shut it down. So a... Um, a quote that I think really lays this out that we can use, don't have to use. Also love it because it's by a guy named Heine, which I think is just perfect. This guy's name's Heine Arnold, okay? Uh, and he's quoted in um, Richard Foster's Spiritual Disciplines book. And he says, as long as we think we can save ourselves by our own power, we will only make the evil in us stronger than ever. And so what I was doing is I was creating a sin pattern that I was not recognizing because I was trying to do everything myself, save myself and not resting at all, mm -hmm. which is creating tension at home because I was choosing work over wife and daughter. Um, and so that, that really is what gets me to where this was really instituted in my life where, um, uh, and Bill was the one who really initially challenged me with this idea. Um, he's like, hey, you owe it to your wife to actually uh, be with her. And so he's like, what if you actually started taking a, taking a Sabbath? That's what got me even thinking about all that I'm about to share. Yeah. So, um, so I started um, cutting my phone off for 24 hours at a time and actually handing it to my wife 
and saying, I'm unavailable to anyone else for this 24 hour period. And that, it became something that it just administered to her that I am working towards us getting, getting to this place. And um, what did she say to you the first time you did that? Uh, she laughed. She thought I was joking. <laughs> she did not think it was legitimate. Um, she was, and she was just confused by it. And, um, and so as I started to do that, at first it was terrible. I hated it. I didn't want to do that. Mm. Um, life at work, I can feel more productive. I can, it's almost like an adrenaline kick for me, this like dopamine hit. And I realized I was addicted to it. I, I really was. And so, um, so we started actually um, starting to flesh out what this means for our family. So for, for us, it is uh, Friday afternoon in the two, three, four o'clock range is when it goes off. And then I cut it back on Saturday around the same time. Yeah. Um, and so I go to sleep without it. I wake up without an alarm Saturday morning. Um, I get an extended time in God's word. Uh, there's so many fruitful things that have, um, that have come from it. Uh, mm. One of the biggest things is it has allowed me to actually worship on Sunday morning and look forward to worship instead of that just becoming an extension of my work. Mm. Um, and so that, that has been a huge game changer for me. Can uh, I ask you a question, Daniel? Yes. <clears throat> is there a difference between you just disciplining yourself and doing that and physically handing that your phone to your wife? Like what's, what's the difference in that, that you felt like I need to hand this to her specifically? It, it was the one place where I realized I don't need to try to be in charge yeah. and because yeah. I, and I can't trust myself to one, just turn my phone on silent and keep it close to me. Yeah. Um, and it was me telling my wife, uh, I'm not going to like, right it's got to go through you. So I would tell certain people, hey, if you need to get me, the only way you're going to get to me is going through my wife. So if you want to fight that battle, you can call her. Mm. And that's, she's going to be the filter through which yeah. I'm, I'm operating that. So yeah. the main thing was, it was just me communicating that to her, that this is the link to which I'm willing to go. Um, and I, and by breaking, it's a big, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. And I was just say, just breaking that habit it needed to be a severe change, not just the slow burn. Right. I'm going to try one hour, babe, and right. I'm going to love you really well for an hour. You know, actually, I, I needed to, to make it a full day uh, thing. Yeah. And I, I think that's the piece that will be important or one of the pieces that will be important is a, a physical demonstration of for our men. There is it's not just an internal, hey, I'm going to try and handle this better. But I actually need to demonstrate to my wife, to my kids, to other people, if I'm not married, demonstrate physically like a tangible response to, I recognize this and I'm moving on this. That's right. That's right. Well, I would say, I would say to you, Brad, I think that's a good question. So I think you asking that was like, I think you should ask it again in the episode. Because yeah. I bet there's a lot of people who... You know, we do things in our own strength. Yeah. I know I do. We have good intentions. Yeah. I mean, I know I do. I do things in my own strength. And, but I think what that demonstrates is a humility that you're really, you're really saying, Hey, I'm giving this away. And I tell you what, man, I don't know if there's a lot of men in our church who'd be willing. I know, I mean, at least I know with my student, my kids, my teenagers, 
they delete everything. They try to delete everything before they give me their phone, you know? I mean, seriously, they do. Yeah. They don't want me to see their phone. If my oldest son gives me their, his, if I said, let me see your phone, like, he's like, hold on a second, I'm coming here, dad. <laughs> you know, I mean, I mean, I'm gonna be honest, that's, that's the life I live. So, yeah. Um, yeah. so that's a big deal, I think. Yeah. Oh, hey, Chris, got a picture of you now. <laughs> oh, sorry. Um, no, you're good. So um, I can go much deeper into that. So, and y'all tell me how, what, if you want me to go a certain direction or get into some practical application of how that has played out for me. One of the things that's happened is I realized that um, what I really needed was to attach to God in a tangible way. And what needed to happen first was I had to detach from the way that I had been living. Mm. And so it took a detachment from job, work, responsibility, me getting all this life out of what I was producing in order to really attach to God and get time in his word that was way less distracted, way less on my mind. I'm not thinking, is somebody about to call? Is my phone going to ring with a text or email? It wasn't even an option. So it created space for me to actually attach to God in ways that I really previously had not on my own. Yeah. Um, so I can get into that a little more. Um, one of the things that now I'm seeing a byproduct of is that by having a day of rest built in, and it's not a legalist thing. Like I don't, I definitely don't do it every single Friday at two to Saturday at two. Sometimes it's a little shorter. Um, but I notice a difference that when I, when I am implementing this, um, that it is giving me a day of rest to have a spirit of rest throughout the week. Yeah. So one of the things that this has, allowed me to do is like when I get home from work, whenever that is at 4.30, 6.30, doesn't really matter, is when I first get home, I put, I put my phone up and give a dedicated hour to family, helping out my wife, um, recapping the day, um, where previously I would just come in and continue to linger on email, text, phone calls, and then yeah. that would drift into late in the evening. What yeah. I've learned, if I, if I shut it down right when I get home, then if I need to get to something later, then I, I can communicate, hey, I've got a phone call at eight o'clock. This was my night last night. Got a, this is Valentine's Day evening. Um, and what Jacqueline even told me last night is the way in which you have communicated in advance. I've seen you shut it down, that it doesn't piss me off when you're like, hey, I need to make a phone call this yeah. evening. And I'm gone for 45 minutes. Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of that you, comes from some of this. Yeah, you've built up a credibility that when things don't go the way you you and, and Jack want them to go, yep. she still is able to lean on. But I, I know where he's at. Yep, yep. If I would have done this June 5th of this past year, it would have been a huge argument fight and um, would not have gone well for me in the end, I can assure you. Yeah. Um, so, and then what now is happening is our Sabbath is the, the peak of the week. It is the thing that we look forward to. Um, we, um, and, and some of this I can, I can reference if you want me to, Chris. Um, uh, there's a podcast out there, uh, Fight, Hustle, End, Hurry. It's by John Mark Comer and um, Jefferson Bethke. They're yep. both writing books about kind of this idea that helped stir my imagination around it. Where they said, they start talking about this pleasure stacking idea 
that on your Sabbath, you should try to stack multiple things that are a chance for you to really enjoy your family, to enjoy God back to back to back. And this is what we do when we go on vacation. It's why we like vacation. We're going to go eat at this great restaurant. We're going to go to the beach. We're going to go do this entertainment, pack it into one day. So it's this memorable thing. And so it's been something that I've tried to incorporate into Sabbath where we're going to have an awesome meal. We're going to have a great uh, friend over, invite them to shut their phones off when they walk through the door. Um, we're going to have intentional conversation. Uh, we're going to do something creative. Um, and so we, we look forward to that unrestricted time together, um, which is why I think it's just important that, it's, that this idea of Sabbath is ceasing, but it is not just sitting in your room by yourself for 24 hours. You're bringing other people in. You are. It's a communal and a, and a personal thing. So those are some of the uh, pieces that I can, I can go down if any of that. Yeah. So when we, when we did this with Doug, the first time we met, I mean, we probably could, he had, he shared three points as you heard, which I thought he did a really good job when we ended up recording the final. But when we did the practice, the preliminary, he had so much stuff and it was like, we didn't want to get rid of it, but I think we were kind of all over the board. So I think what would be helpful is if you, you know, we'll do a quick intro, you know, we hand it to you you do the big idea and then you just go right into this. And I think right at, like, just go through it. We won't interrupt. And then at the end, maybe Brad asks a single question or I ask a single question. And so, I mean, I like the question you asked, Brad. I like that. I don't know if that's the question that we need to double tap on, but I think that you really do a good job of, of kind of sharing how we could envision ourselves doing this, you know? So, I mean, Brad, if you were to ask a single question after he said all of that stuff, what would you, what would you want our men to think about? I wonder if it's actually um, dispelling, how do we dispel the myth of Sabbath? Because you just mentioned, Daniel, stacking these things. I know a number of men, including myself up till recently, that would have said Sabbath, I can't, uh, I'm Amish. I, ha- I can't touch or do yep. a thing during that time. So how is, how is Sabbath and going and stacking and doing things with my family? How is that actually glorifying God? Yeah. I I wonder if there's actually this dispelling of what Sabbath is and is not um, that we can tie into that. Cause I think that's a, like, that's a, that becomes the discipleship piece. Right. I don't know. That's just what popped into my head. Well, how would you respond to that, Daniel? I would say that um, um, we we see um, a few things are coming to my mind. Like I think about how Jesus opposed how the Pharisees were treating the Sabbath because they were adding rules to what God intended. And so I think if, um, and I think they talk about this on, on the, the podcast I mentioned earlier, that if Jesus came today, he would be trying to get people to instill more things to the Sabbath because of how much we neglect how, how God designed us to live. And so I think the heart of the Sabbath is that we would um, be ceasing from producing and relying on ourselves in a way that we actually don't need to depend on God. And so for me, that is so oriented around phone and pastoral work. Um, for yeah. other people, it might be centered around like meetings with people 
And so they actually need more time to themselves. Whereas what is um, a way in which I feel like I really do experience God is when I am uh, with my family and with uh, close friends and we're, we're having spiritual conversations that are not oriented around work or, um, you know, let me give you direction that is, that is helpful, um, but that we're building into one another, praying with one another. So creating just a different environment that is separate, um, that helps us to kind of stand aside from what we've been doing the previous six days. Yeah. So my thought, Chris, is that as Daniel comes to kind of the conclusion of that, is that is that I can even say how much I've struggled with understanding what the Sabbath really is and what it is not. And yeah. then Angel's able to walk through that. Um, and, and then kind of adding to the tail end that we would, that we would intentionally be thinking about our Sabbath, um, looking ahead with our wives, if we're married with our families, if not intentionally still planning that, so that it, it really is something we're looking forward to and we're excited yeah. about um, rather than this idea of groaning. Yeah. I got to put all these things away and shut all these things down. No, I hear Daniel talk about that and I'm going, yeah, <laughs> that sounds awesome. Right. Yeah. That, that's, that sounds life-giving. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And back to the energy piece from, from Amanda's work, I mean, it, it really is a chance to replenish energy, to be restored, to be full, and to be designed to now, now like when Sunday hits for me, which I would encourage a lot of our men to make Sunday a part of their Sabbath because there is a corporate worship piece to it. That's, yeah. that's work for me, but I would hope that you would launch out of your Sabbath, hit Monday morning, Monday morning staff meeting, wherever you work or whatever you're doing, I, I'm, I'm now energized to go back and do what I'm designed to do the other six days. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I like it. Well, it, I mean, do you feel like you, as you're landing the plane on that answer that you could then maybe, um, I guess from that, Brad, Brad, you could be like, man, that's great. Um, we're going straight into like recreation. So and I'm, I'm almost wondering, like, so we asked the question, how should men think when it comes to rest? But I'm wondering if we need to change the question. How, how should men that are designed by God as creatures with limits, you know, I don't know if there's a better question that, and like, that's how you kind of kicked it off, that we are, that we are creatures with limits. So we're not, we're not just talking about rest now. We're talking about recreation and we're talking about, you know, escape and, we're talking about work. So, I mean, I guess, do you think we need to be asking a better question? This happened with us when we did, what kind of man should I be? Cause we were like, well, we should have been asking the question, what kind of man does God want us to be? And, you know, we kind of learn this when we're doing it. But um, I guess the reason that I say that is that as you just finish and Brad is now going to transition to um, Sean, if Sean's going to be the one who talks next, is we got to ask that question again. So Sean, how do you do that? And then Sean comes in and talks about the next lane or category or whatever we're calling it. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, I think I think a way for Brad to do it would be, you know, you, you mentioned earlier that we have limits. Part of our time needs to go to rest. What, what then should we even think about giving to recreation? Like, why should that even be a category for us? Yeah, so, I, so is the better question, how do we as men steward the energy that God has given us? Yes, that's a better because, question, I think. Because if I'm, if I'm resting, 
then I'm stewarding that energy well, so that I'm coming back, like you said, on the six days in between, like I'm, I'm ready to do this recreation. I'm utilizing that energy in healthy ways and, and connecting through that yep. um, work. Yeah. All, all that. And then escape is the toxic, you know, the toxic handling of the energy that God's given me. Right. Yep. I like that. Okay. So then Brad, you're going to come in and say, you know, you mentioned that we have limits. So how do we steward? Um, what is the next, uh, or Sean, would you be going next? Robert. Yeah, we're brewing recreation. It'll be me. Okay. So, so you mentioned that we have limits. So how do we, if, if that's how we do, if that's how we steward rest, how do we steward? And you said you were going to do Robert. Um, what? I'm going to mute, I'm going to mute Daniel so you can, un yeah, there you go. Yeah. Okay. okay. You, oh, can you turn off your speaker too? You think we would have all figured this out in COVID? I got it. I got it. <laughs> we got, got the, it. We got the music man in here. We can make anything happen. I got it. I'm just going to sing my part. There you go. Just going to with a nice Hey, I've, I'd be great with that. I love your voice, man. Man, I appreciate the compliment, Brad. They don't give them to me around here. I just get ridiculed. That's bull. Yeah. You got to the staff meeting yesterday. Okay, that's true. I did. That was the first one of 2020. <laughs> he doesn't even know why he's here right now. Oh, okay. Chris, back to your question. What did you ask? Yeah, so Brad's going to say, you mentioned that we have limits with rest, how do we steward our li the limits that we have with, and what is your topic? What are you gonna talk about? Um, mine, is, mine is more the recreation component of it. Like just really speaking about recreation, a lot of, um, a lot of my content did come from um, MRT, a man in his work, where Matt talked about um, recreation and relaxation. I think it was episode five. So yeah. I got my big bullet points from there, but then I'm also wrestling through some of that. Okay. Um, it's funny that it's funny that I'm on here because I'm figuring out ways where I'm totally bad at this. So it's I love that I'm doing it. Um, awesome. I can be an example of what not to do. So um, and then Sean's going to go into the escape part. OK, great, Sean. Good. And, I, and I'll hit on escape a little bit, talking about ways I escape. And um, one of my big ideas is how to know, like, how do I know in the moment if I'm if I'm recreating or if I'm escaping like. So, so Matt gave two categories for recreation. Um, he gave low energy impact recreation, which is in, in the way he defined it, stepping away and stepping down. So whatever your work is, you're stepping away from the work and you're doing something lower energy. So whether that's, for me, it's like reading a book. Um, depending on the book. Depending on the book. Not, I won't, not Fifty Shades of Grey or anything like that. Um, Come on. I mean, or, or for me, I like to try new things all the time. So like two years ago, I got into leather work, like working with my hands, just being a worship leader, being in my head all the time, like doing things with my hand where I can see the fruit and the productivity where I'm actually creating something in the moment. Like I love to sketch, love to write anything like that. So yeah. that's low energy. Um, that's low energy impact recreation for me. Then the other one is high energy impact. And so that's more physical activity going to play pick up basketball, going on a run, any of that. And so one of the things that I'm not clear on that I'm trying to figure out is how do I know in the moment if I'm escaping or if I am 
doing low energy impact like or, or, or doing recreation um because if i'm reading a book i could even if it's a good book i could be escaping like if there's something else i need to be doing i could be escaping and how do i know that and so the litmus test that is talked about in mrt is you know when it's you know if you've escaped or if you've recreated whenever if you feel energized and ready to go back to work um so i think i'll know at the end of whatever i'm doing but how do i know going into it and that's the question i don't have a clear answer for i'm trying to figure out so um yeah yeah well i think i think that gets to the idea of motivation yeah so why am i doing this why do i want to play fantasy football and spend eight hours on this draft you know yeah that obviously is a yeah. expanded yeah version, but like why am i reading this book how long have i been reading this book right you know? yeah we I also found, yeah I've oh, found, go, ahead. go ahead no we were t thinking like tip so escape for me personally would be so my just a layout of my day uh, i have two kids six and four two foster kids that are two and one one's about I think, okay so right off the bat i think you need to start off with that okay so give us some okay. context into your because we're about to talk about recreation i'm already tired for you yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's yes, right. Yes, that needs to be part of that's it. That's right. So my day is is awake. Starts. I'm tired. My day starts. Yeah, I'm tired. I'm very yeah. tired. No, I wake up between six and seven, which is when the kids wake up, getting them ready for bed. And I don't want I don't want it to be like pity me or anything like that. I don't want, I don't want to paint that picture. But like I get the kids ready for bed, get them or not ready for bed, get the kids out of bed, breakfast, all them helping me and all that. My wife, we get them out the door. I get ready for work. I come to work work go home guess who's there the four kids and <laughs> autumn and we do dinner time and then we do bath time and then we do put them down about seven to eight so i mean i've every day it's like a 14 hour feels like a 14 hour grind even when i'm home you know and so then at eight o'clock i have the choice what am i going to do i have no energy so am i going to escape with what little energy i have or am i going to be productive and have a good conversation with my wife are we going to figure out something fun to do? Um, and it's funny, she actually came to me last week. She's like, I feel like we need to play a game like at least once a week, an hour a week where we just play a game. And I was like, I love that idea. Like That's playing a game, just you and her? Just me and her, me and her. <clears throat> yeah. Um, and so and so, I was like, that's, that's a great idea, a way to just um, be fun, be free, um, not feel like I'm having to do something. And that's how strip poker started. And that's how strip <laughs> uh maybe maybe <laughs> so anyways i have worked thir like 13 hours when the kids go to bed and then so now i have the choice what do i do with my time so yeah. um and that gets to me where i'm where i'm like all right if i go read this book or if i um watch a show, watch a show how do i know if i'm escaping or yeah. Or, or resting and we talked about daniel sean and i talked about in our last meeting as we were working through some of this how one thing for me is i'll watch a college football game for three and a half hours on a saturday and i don't feel energized at the end like i've totally escaped but at the same time watching a college football game is not always necessarily bad if you're doing it having people over in community and you're doing things together um so that's where the lines are blurred for me <laughs> I don't know where Brad is. I'm sorry. I don't know. Where... <laughs> I just had to use the bathroom. Gosh. 
Thank you, Brad. Hey, Robert, I heard I had a really wise guy tell me one time, he said, if you work with your hands, rest with your mind. If you work with your mind, rest with your hands. And I always thought that was like incredible because I started to realize like during the week, I work with my mind all the time. So like, you know, to recreate for me, I guess is just doing something that is mindless, you know? I don't know if you ever heard yeah. that. You were nodding your head, so it sounded like maybe you had. <clears throat> um, I No, I mean, it kind of sounds familiar, but I don't think I've heard it worded that way. I mean, if you think about, if we go to a scripture standpoint, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Like, what, what, what I mean, he created our, he created our physical abilities and our mental abilities. And so most of the things I'm doing involves the mental abilities. And so how can I create them with, think about physical strength or the hands, like what am I doing with that? So that makes sense to me. Yeah. yeah I like that. That's good. That's good. So you're still trying to figure it out. I think that's actually cool that you're, um, that you're still trying to do that. You know I mean? Like that you don't have all the answers. So I actually like that, that you said that. So um the, to me the overarching theme in that area is what is you know, like what is your motivation like if you're that self-awareness piece i think is is where guys need to live when they're trying to figure out am i escaping am i am i handling recreation and and um and and rest well or not rest but recreation well the difference between that and escape is what is my motivation yeah. I'll tell you what's also interesting as I hear Robert talking is I go quicker to escape when I have not rested. Mm. When mm. I've when I've rested and actually Sabbath, like I'm way more prone to actually recreate and do it in a healthy way versus when like my soul is dry. I I, I mean uh, not that this this part is not about me, but I'm just processing that <clears throat> leading up to the summer, like I was having like no fun in my life. Like it was all so serious, and now like I'm having more fun than I've had in a long time, and I, I think it, I think that's where this bridge is really connected. Yeah, hmm. yeah. Hmm. One of the things that I've started doing from Blake's teaching at the beginning of January, I, I don't remember exactly what the whole thing was about, but he talked about some of these ideas, resting, um, and it's similar to Daniel's, but a little bit different. As I've started to. I felt convicted. Same thing with my phone. Phone is a big thing for me. Um, I mean, it's literally, it's, it's right here beside me. It's always like right. Beside me. Um, but I started to turn my phone off when I get home. And then for, I, I, start, I, I said at least an hour, it's turned into honestly, like two hours, a lot of nights um, of, all right, dinner time, family time, um, bath time, all that. I'm going to at least be present with the family while I'm doing that. And it has helped me enjoy that time where I don't feel like I need to be checking my phone every five minutes or waiting on a text message where I feel like I'm so important or I have this stuff to do. Yeah. Like, no, what I'm responsible for is what, uh, what I'm doing in the moment and what, what God has given me and with the family. And so I just, these two hours, I mean, I don't have much time with the kids before they go to bed when I get home from work. So what am I doing with my time with them? So, um, and I got that whole turning the phone off an hour a day from um, Andy, Andy Crouch, I think a TechWise family. Um, where he says, he talks about turning your phone off for an hour a day, a day a week, and then a week out of the year, which I can't fathom turning my phone off a week out of the year. But the more I, the more it sounds crazy, the more the, the probably means I need to do it. But, um, 
but yeah, I've started doing that. That kind of gets into Daniel a little bit, um, kind of what he talked about. So it might be too similar, but I have found um, fruit from that, just from being more present and present and intentional um, when I get home. It's not really recreating, I don't think. So I don't know that I need to share that, but it ties into all this. Hey, Chris, I, I do think two resources, like as, as Robert's saying that, two resources we should put in the show notes are um, how, to, how to break up with your phone and TechWise family. I know tech's not the only place, but I do feel like for a lot of parents, um, for a lot of men, you know, with the, in their relationship, that technology yeah. is, a, is a big pull. I like it. So I think, yeah, if you could, Robert, you know, share a little bit about the context, like give us context into, into your life and then just share as you've been wrestling through this question, you know, how should men steward the energy that God gives them? Because that sounds like that's the question we're focusing on. You know, you've more landed on the idea of recreation and just talk about the, the low energy, high energy and, and you're, you're just continuing to ask yourself that question. And I think that maybe you could even reference, you know, Micah said in, in episode 15 that he's not someone who reflects. He's not been very intentional with reflecting. And so I think it's just a good moment right here for you to be like, hey, I'm still trying to figure it out. And, and, and it'll just help other men that are listening to it that are in the same place with you feel like they can breathe and they don't have to be perfect, you know? And so- yeah. I think that like, so already Daniel, like we've probably been talking for, you know, we could, this could easily be a 60 minute episode. So we're going to have to figure out how to like, you know, condense it a little bit. Um, and I'd like to keep it around, you know, th no more than 30 if we could. So yeah, that's what I would do. And then I'll just come in and I'll be like, man, that's really cool. I really appreciate it. If I, I'll ask a question and then um, Sean, I'll bring it back to you. So I'll interrupt in this point. And just be like, you know, this has been great. We, you know, thank you, Daniel. Thank you, Robert. We're asking how should men steward the energy God gives us. Um, you know, Sean, you know, what has God been teaching you through this time? Yeah. Okay. And then I'll just put it to your hands. And then why don't you give us the biggest insight that you've gotten? Um, you know, and I, and I guess, are you fighting the temptation to escape? Is that what I'm looking at the whiteboard picture? Is that what you're focusing on? Yeah, so really just kind of dealing with um, the that shadow side of recreation, that need for it, but also in culture it feels like, oh, thank you, Robert. I, I appreciate it. Uh, just to kind of focus on like what it looks like to healthily recreate. So I listened to Jim's talk on Amanda's work. Uh, I think it was the third session that we did. Um, and really the two things I think would be important to focus on are like, what does indolence and exigence look like in your life? So that indolence is avoiding activity. Um, you're lazy, undervaluing work, escaping from it. Uh, you're focusing too much on comfort and pleasure. And then the exigence side of it, which is culturally acceptable for most of us, is um, workaholism. You overvalue your work, escape into it. Um, and I fall into that category a lot. Like my Okay. I like that right off the bat. I just want to let you know what I'm hearing so far. I yeah. need you to do more of that. Like how you were just like, this is where I'm struggling, but this is what I'm learning. I like those two points, but the fact that maybe you could go into, and I'm, I'm totally interrupting you, but I'm just saying like, this is the highlight of so far what I'm hearing. I just want you to be as vulnerable as you can. Yeah. So my, um, 
my biggest thing is falling into exigence. So um, I just think about when I was in high school, uh, my family home life was not great. So I escaped into work. I was working sometimes 12 hours a day, working to like two in the morning sometimes. Like anytime there was a shift open, I would take it. Mm. Um, exhausted the entire time. And then that moved, that kept going even into college. Um, I took two years off, worked at a car dealership. And literally, I mean, I worked all the time, got up early, came home late, never spent any time in the word, never prayed. It was just got to get the grind and make the money, yeah. um, but also to escape from what was happening at home. And I even see that now as student staff, um, that it's really easy for me to just sit like in the office and like grind everything out um, and just work and work and work and feel like I constantly have to be busy. Um, but I'm exhausted at the end of the day. And um, when I go home, um, you know, my wife's like, I haven't seen you all day. Let me just like get like two minutes to just like embrace you and hug you. I'm like, oh, no, we got to move to dinner. We got to move to shower or this or that. We got to move to the next thing, um, which is how my mind falls into it. Um, so the one thing that I've had to be careful with and that Daniel and Robert have helped me with is just like even taking 10 minutes every hour just to take a break, um, a brain break and just do something that is, um, you know, enjoyable. Maybe it's going and playing cow with Robert and getting destroyed every time. Um, <laughs> Or just, you know, sitting on the stage in the worship center and just kind of picking around on guitar for like 10 minutes just to kind of reset. Um, but it's very easy for me to just put my head down and run with it, especially when my wife got hurt back in October. Like that was all I was doing was just putting my head down and like, all right, we got to do this. We got to do this. We got to do that. And she was the one having to force me to go take a break. Um, but even in that, I realized that like when Daniel said this, it really hit me that when we work so much and we don't rest, our immediate thing is, I just got to get out of here. Like I got to escape. And that became part of my life during that beginning healing process with my wife uh, was that I just, I got to get out of the house. Like I just got to get out of here for like two hours or something, um, which yes, was helpful to rest um, and even recreate a little bit just to kind of go do something enjoyable. But because I wasn't putting in that recorded or not recorded, um, that regular rest, um, then it just kind of exploded at random times. And I fell into mostly just trying to escape from my situation. Hmm. I like it. Yeah, I like, yeah. Um, I like how you mentioned that you're in student ministry. I mean, you kind of, I kind of got that. Brad and I, just so that you guys know, when we do the intro, we'll kind of talk a little bit about who you guys are and what you do at Spartanburg. So it won't be like totally like who the heck is, are these people? Um, but yeah, I really like that. Um, I'm, I think that we all can relate to the idea of just grinding, you know, I mean, it's just, I mean, I think that's the benefit of work is that we get more work. And so how do you like, even as you do a good job, how do you balance? I mean, there's two questions I want to ask. One is how do you manage those 10 extra minutes an hour? Cause that, I mean, that's, that seems like a great idea, but how do you practically do it? Do you have an alarm? Do you, um, so that would be the first question. I wonder if we want to ask, but the second one would be, um, how do you personally just not make work such an, so important to you? Hmm. Cause I mean, I think you have to be able to make work not so important in order to do what you're doing yeah for sure 
Um, <clears throat> I think it's really just even the reminder of like, I'm really not that important. Yeah. Like um, there's a quote that St. Augustine has is um, it's, it's kind of helped me just think through some of this, saw it a couple months ago, but it was uh, work as if everything depended on you, but pray as if everything, as everything depends on God, something along those lines. Um, and for me, it's just remembering like, yes, I can do this work, but at the end of the day, I mean, just because I put in hard work doesn't necessarily mean that everything's going to be successful and like students are going to respond in this way. Whatever that looks like, literally just, I mean, God's doing all the work behind the scenes. I just need to be obedient to what is right in front of me. Um, and that's hard for me because I have a, my mind just races to all these different like scenarios and different things. Like it feels like, I think I talked to Daniel about this a couple months ago coming just on the rest is like my mind feels like spaghetti noodles just like shooting off in a bunch of different directions like just trying to focus on so many different things um and for me it's just focusing on like yes the work that I do is important and you know obviously we want to make program good and we want to help students really hear the gospel and talk be able to have, facilitate that conversation in small group but at the end of the day I mean anybody could really do this work like it's not that, oh, I have to do this. I'm the most important person. Like nobody else can do this but me. Um, and some of that is even just delegating responsibility out to small group leaders and to program team and stuff like that. Um, because my tendency is to run in and be like, okay, I know how to fix the issue. I know how to do this. I know how to do that. Let's just get it done so we can just move on. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of very scheduled, but um, I mean, for me, I have to think, okay, like, yes, this work is important, but I can give it away. That way I'm not just killing myself trying to do everything and just staying focused on what I actually need to in that moment. Man, I like it. Um, so personally, for me, as I'm listening to all this, I, we need to start laying on the plane because I got to get on a meeting at three. But um, I do, like I was original, the question, how should men think about rest? And I feel like, Sean, you just brought it back to make me want to go back to answering that original question. But um, so I, I let me think here. I like everything that you guys have said on the document. I think if we could just, you know, uh, we come in, Daniel, you share a big idea. You share a big point. Number one, lane number one. And then, Brad, you ask a question. And then we turn that at you, Brad, then you then turn that over to Robert. Robert, you share your big points. Um, you know, I ask a question, uh, turn it over to Sean. Sean, you finish. And then we determine if there's any final last minute thoughts. Is there anything else that we didn't get to share that we wanted to share? And maybe Daniel, what you could do is you could wrap it up in the bow and just kind of like, hey, this is, if there's anything else we would want to say, this is it. And then we could close it out. 